0: Welcome to Disjointed. Our podcast's mission is to bring a voice to the problems facing decision-making in the built environment. Today, communication and processes are disjointed in the world of design and construction. Work happens across tools, teams, and timelines, making it hard to keep everyone connected. It's a constant challenge to reduce friction and meet project expectations. We believe there's a better way. I'm your host Jeff Sample, and today I have the pleasure of being joined by Hamza Shinbari. Hamza, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Jeff. I appreciate it. Well, we're excited to have you here. I'm excited to get to do a reveal of this new podcast to you. Um, you know, we've we've been friends in the industry for a long time, but let everybody know who doesn't know you a little bit about you, where you work, what you're up to. You know, a little bit about you.
1: Absolutely. Thank you again for for inviting me, uh, especially. Early on in the podcast, I'm always excited about listening to new podcasts and new conversations in the industry in general. Uh, so my name is Hamza Shambari, Manager of Construction Technology Innovation at, at Haskell. Um, we're based out of Jacksonville, Florida. I joined the company back in 2016, uh, started at the VDC Group and, and worked my way up to uh, you know the Innovation challenges, Uh looking at all these different um, um, Solutions. There's so many different technology solutions that are popping up um, and we're just evaluating them systematically to find things that work for us, things that make us more efficient, safer, better, um, and then also making investments in the space when it makes sense to us.
0: That's awesome. I mean... It's interesting that we see a lot of the VDC folks going through that process. And the construction dorks we had a we had a, a recent episode. I wasn't on it actually, but but the team was talking about that. You know, you're a unicorn now. What do you do? So you know, hopefully you're leading the other unicorns out there, Hansa. That there is uh, that there's a future in what you do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would love my job as as the VDC coordinator. Uh, but again, that's a full-time job that you can't really dedicate to looking at new solutions and how it works and how it functions and, and grab all the other people. So it's it's good to know that you know there is that VDC that's that's core business core functions, um, but also there is this uh, R and D aspect of of innovation as well.
0: Uh, that R and D is so much that investment back in focusing putting someone in charge of it. I mean, that's really the way you get things done and you, and you make a difference. So I'm going to use that as a chance to kind of pivot and I want to get your reaction. You know, we just did a, a little preview beforehand before we started recording, but, um, when you hear disjointed building confidence in construction, what comes to mind?
1: Uh, communication chaos. That's what, what comes to mind like instantly because, you know, there's so many different parties in, in any construction project and, uh, Things go back and forth and you play, you know, telephone and you kind of pass along some, a piece of information and across the, the value chain, it gets out to the, to the person that's actually going to execute it. Uh, it might be a little bit, you know, misconstrued or, or misinterpreted. Um, so yeah, it, it literally describes what happens on a daily basis in a construction
0: project. Well, I, you kind of hit on something. Core to that. It's it's perspective, right? When you're passing that down the chain, depending on what gates it passes through, perspective might just not be there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, know, you get the the craft worker that's actually going to install um, whatever it is, wall, duct. They don't read the, the drawing the same way that you know an architect might, you know, and it's just like a different interpretation of what the symbols are and all these different things. Yes, we have a standard. Uh, But then again, it comes down to, is there enough information for them to actually build it (laughs) or do they have to kind of like sit, scratch their head, wait, this doesn't make sense. Let me go back and ask a question and the back and forth.
0: And and that back and forth, you know, it it does, it it moves through different lenses. It has to go through different places. You know, you sitting in the center of it, you know, have a different perspective that when, then you communicate it. I, I, I did this at uh, at Autodesk once and it's it seems like construction's like a, a new version of the telephone game. Absolutely. Take the drawing, <laughs> take the drawing or the idea from the owner, pass it through a designer, a general contractor, multiple trade contractors. Who knows what you're gonna get?
1: Exactly and, and that's that's the difference too, is like when you when you're talking to an architect, they know so they have an idea of what the building should look like in their head, right? And they try to translate it into drawings. They show it back to the owner. The owner is like, "I guess you got my vision, <laughs> maybe." <laughs> Send it to the to the general contractor that also interprets it differently. So you have like three different versions so far, um, and you can continue on.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it kind of continue on infinitely with the number of different trade contractors and the changes that are going on. I mean, that's another one I, I want to focus when you when you think about the context of the built environment. Uh, how is disjointed that disjointed nature not only now but but how do you think it's i feel like it's growing
1: the disjointedness
0: I yeah <laughs> yeah right disjointedness i think i just made up a word it's okay it's a new
1: show oh. we can make up words yeah no it's awesome i mean i i don't i don't i don't want to necessarily agree that it's growing um i think like the the model becoming a central piece and actually Showing the design intent more clearly, not only to to the owner to approve it, but also to everybody else that's going to build. it. Um, I think that piece is solving some of that puzzle. Now, where it kind of falls apart is does everybody look at the model, right? And is the model actually being you know contractually obligated to build a, from what the model says? No, everybody still wants to go back to the drawing, uh, and that's that's a whole other discussion in a whole of podcast, I think.
0: Uh, well, it's, it's somewhat of one, but I'm going to push you on one there because you're right. I, I think we are in some respects with the visual tools that we have getting past some of it. But where I see it is you take that same model and let's take that same perspective. You see, you know, maybe the, the designer sees the building as a whole you see the constructability of certain parts and then but the trade contractors are out there and they see it even differently they might see it as systems they see it as this new fabrication so that's where we're like centralizing right but it's even more important i mean i think that's where the importance of gathering that's that's why you know we have to stay on the same page
1: yeah i mean level of development for the model again it's going to dictate how much information is in it and who can use it Uh, but then are they even going to use i think that that is the main point because you get to the field and i'm yet i mean i've i started seeing some you know those, those are big boxes that have a large screen tv that you can put the model up on and actually see it but every time i pass by it it's you know blue beam up with with the 2d drawing and i'm like okay i guess we're using it
0: <laughs> yeah uh, well the adoption that's probably another show for sure yeah. um but you know in the context of you know construction and the disjointedness when you think about the different players where do you think it it hurts us the most where do you think it has the most impact on what we're trying to do um it's uh,
1: the translation right i think um and and Especially coming from from a design build firm at Haskell, right? So we have the designers that are sitting in the same building as the, the project manager, superintendent, whoever is going to be you know overseeing the construction aspect, and we still have some you know communication issues because it it, it all comes down to um, ownership. I think I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but I'm just saying is once they finish. You know, once they get to a construction issue, you go build it now, right? It's like, I give you all the information, you let me know if you have any questions, right? Send me an RFI. Um, It's really rare to see um, a a designer, an architect, whoever it is that is involved through it out. And I get it. They have other projects to design and other, you know, opportunities to pursue. So you you can't keep that involvement through it out. Um, And and there are so many information that gets missed um, in in the translation. Again, we looked at so many of of the spec sheets or or spec books um, that might be missing sections that, um, you know, have some sections that are mentioned there that are not referenced anywhere in the drawing or in the spec book. So it's just uh, there are so many different translation uh, issues between what is the design and how it's supposed to go to the person that's actually going to build it or oversee its construction right and then you get that third layer which is like all right so the project manager understands you know 90 percent of it let's say that's that's the best that's the perfect project manager uh, there's still going to be like a, a trade partner that's going to actually perform it so now you still lose some of that percentage when you're downloading and translating to somebody else as well
0: yeah, you talk about that. It, 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 it's a, it brings out another issue, and I think it's something I've seen You know, sitting in this spot is you talked about translation. We all do, even though we're in construction, we all speak different languages.
1: We do. <laughs> Absolutely. Architects speak different languages than, than mechanical engineers. Um, and yes, at the end of the day, you have to have the package that includes both of them. But if you look at the drawing, they're, they're completely different different sets that speak different languages they have different symbols they have they refer to different sections um so they are they are different languages that ultimately they or they should all come together and build one single entity that's actually a living breathing you know thing (laughs) you know and all of these different parts of it um need to communicate with one another So before they can communicate with one another, we need to be communicated to another so we can
0: build it. Uh, There's the people, the process, the technology, there's the translation. Who do you think in that process is really, you know, best suited to own it, um, to really be that uh, translator?
1: We, uh, I mean, we at Haskell, I can't speak for, for the entire industry, but we kind of figured that part out where there is a central person, it's kind of like a project coordinator or I don't know, they have different um, titles. Regardless of what their title is, what they do is that they become the liaison between designers, engineers, project managers, owner, uh, trade partners, pre-construction, all of these different people. There's like that one central person that's going to be involved in the project from you know inception from like the beginning of it, all the way to handover and, and you know, training. Um, and, and it works well, because you have that central person that understand the history of the project from beginning to end. Because sometimes you, you have people that leave, you know, like, go find a different job throughout the project. So that's a whole other lot of information that's being lost, because good luck finding it in the drawings, right? Um, so I, I think that's, that solves a big part of it. Um, but again, how do you talk about with, with, uh, trade partners. So a trade partner that we selected our electrical subcontractor, for example, and we're saying, you're going to do this, here's your package. Um, they might not have that, you know, the equivalent of that central person on their end, right? So now you're still dealing with different people that, you know, the b- business development person is not going to be the same as the project manager person. Is not going to be the same as the person that's, you know, the superintendent on the side. So there's so many different layers to this. The, it's, I don't even know it's how a, build anything anymore now that I think about it <laughs> deeply.
0: <laughs> now, now you're seeing what I'm seeing from this side as we've dug in, and and yeah. you know, at the team here at at Join and Disjointed have have really dug into the problem. We just continue to go. Hey, look, at least we're getting built. Like people love to throw stones at this industry. Yep. Yeah, but you talk it out. Buildings are still going up.
1: Absolutely there there are some issues yes there are some inefficiencies in the construction yes there are still some incidents yes <laughs> but building is still going up
0: yeah and we've and we've been progressing and and we're you know you're doing a really good job of identifying all of these areas that we refer to as disjointed they're just you know yeah. you have a project coordinator whose entire job is literally a translator for multiple stakeholders and in some respects is herding cats depending on who you're dealing Absolutely. with you know you come across a certain trade partner they might be extraordinarily advanced and have exactly that they're going to meet with the coordinator they're going to kick out their fab shops and do their thing and then you got others who are you know hey tell us where to be and we'll throw the sticks on the ground and we'll see what happens
1: you know yeah, there was there was a remote project. We build a lot of manufacturing facilities across the states, and most most of them in, in remote areas. And you have to hire local trade partners. So some a lot of times we hire people that you know we haven't worked with before. And I'm like, well, here's the model. Let's let's talk about it. You know, you just open the Revit file. You know, adjust and edit. He's like, what's Revit? Welcome to the party, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you're let's, gonna let's let's go back to let's go back to the start
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna open open up the bus door come on get on the bus well we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go to school we'll teach you how this is how this is done
1: yeah yeah so there, there's still that aspect of it you still have people that they don't even know what a model is to be honest with you and then uh, that's that's kind of the state of, of where we're at and you just have to work around those those constraints but um yeah part of part of what we do like specifically at Disrupt Tech um, within haskell is is not only identifying all these technology and solutions and how it can help us deliver the projects faster safer better um but also finding those disjointed opportunities as as you were talking about it's like here's here's a here's an, a disjoint <laughs> I'm just yeah. gonna start using your term now <laughs> Good. Uh, here's a disjoint between this process and that process, and we identified two different processes that they're not you know jiving together. Is there a tool that can help us you know make that better, you know, communication wise or or other?
0: Well, so, and you have a unique view of it. Um, you didn't really talk much about Disrupt Tech before, but Disrupt Tech is give people a little understanding of what Disrupt Tech is before I ask my next question.
1: Um, yeah, so Disrupt Tech is the corporate venture arm of Haskell, um, founded in 2018. Um, Cutler and Up is the director and I'm the manager. Um, and all, that's pretty much what we do day in and day out is look at all these different solutions. How can they um, you know, help us better processes or, or communication lines, whatever it is, right? But when we started, and I kind of talked about this in a couple of other podcasts, like we, we started looking at all these different technologies and we're like, yes, let's let's do this, let's do that. It didn't go so well. Right. But there's the other part of it, which is the issues, the problems, right. There's, this is the disjoints that you have to match with the different technologies. And then you start actually getting traction and not just, just pushing that technology. You have to, to look for those opportunities um, and then kind of uh, apply the technology for that specific. Um,
0: I love that. Cause I mean, that's, that's, that was really one of the basis to this show was you know, join is the company that I work for, joins the company that's powering this podcast. But what we really realize there's no one ring to rule them all. And really to be a part of moving the industry forward and facilitating and connecting those dots as we need to, is to facilitate a conversation, create Absolutely. this area where we can get nitty gritty, you know, a lot of what I've done in other shows is around, you know, looking at those technologies and, and pontificating on where they might go or, you know, on the dorks, it's about you know how the struggles might be with some of them in the nitty gritty. This podcast is about the problems and articulating them. So if, especially given your unique set, if you had a magic wand or, or an ultimate focus, where do you, where would you want this show? to focus, to tease out the biggest problems? Where do you think we should be focusing?
1: Oh, there's, that's a big one. <laughs> magic wand. I mean, I I love magic wands and I love also Lord of the Rings. So one ring to rule them all, that would be, that would be fantastic if you just, you know, but a boom and then the building is up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think the major thing is, um, it's going from, from, the architect's mind to the craft worker in the field forget about everything in between right everything in between is still important because that's the telephone game but if you can if there is a way that you know architect visualizes it craft worker sees it as as it was visualized right i, I know that maybe sound a little uh up, too optimistic i guess or too up there but <laughs> that's, i think that's that's ultimately what it comes down to because there's so many different gaps in what's happening between the people that are installing the, the, the actual work on the job site and the people that are designing it, the people that are paying for it, the people who are going to operate and maintain it later on. The, the completely different um, audience, so to say.
0: So I really, I really like that because if we don't shoot big, we're never going to get there right if if we don't if we don't put it out there that that's where we're gone is it going to be one big thing I, i'm with you i'd love it to be but you know i i think the right. reality is it's going to be uh an evolution of a number of tools that connect together and take that disjointedness and really with thought connect it um, but we're going to have to do a lot of work on on defining those problems so um and that's why I started this podcast here at Join called Disjointed. So I want to thank you, um, our thank our guest Hamza Shimbari for joining us today. Hamza, tell everybody where they can connect with you, how they can find out more about Haskell and Disrupt Tech.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again for having me. Uh, uh, look me up on LinkedIn. I'm the only Hamza I think in there that has to do with construction. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Haskell.com, Disrupt Tech.com. Good luck spelling Disrupt Tech. But we're out there just just google us and you'll you'll find a lot of a lot of different uh, avenues to reach out to us
0: thanks for tuning in to this episode of disjointed remember to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss our first full season to learn more about disjointed or read the show notes just stop by disjointed.fm this show is brought to you by Join the decision-making platform for the built environment. Learn more at join.build.